this is Jenna Cantor with Physiotherapy Performance Perspectives. I am here with Dr. Jamie Blau, who is a fantastic chiropractor who works on the Upper West Side. We'll definitely be getting into where you can find her, but I just want to jump into the topic, which I'm super excited about because she knows her stuff. So first of all, thank you so much, Jamie, for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about sacroiliac joint pain. So I'm going to hand the mic over to you. Could you explain for those who don't even know what that bones, what that means, sacroiliac joint, would you mind starting from that that point? Sure. So you have your two iliac pelvic bones, which are on the side, and then you have your sacrum in the middle. And what's holding them together are a lot of strong, very strong ligaments and um, on each side. So the ligaments hold those bones together. Yes. yes. And they're very strong. But when you're very active and you're a performer and you're very athletic, there's a slight degree of movement in those joints. And at times, those ligaments can become overstretched. Or if there's a traumatic injury and you fall while you're working out or dancing or performing, they can become injured. And then they can become either hypermobile or hypomobile. So for the layperson, that means too much movement in the joint or too little movement in the joint. And we have to, as practitioners, figure out what that is because they're treated differently. So uh, do you have any input on that oh, based on your perspective? <laughs> that, that's perfect. Would you mind when, if they're having, uh, if it's possibly sacroiliac joint pain, so this is not for you performers to be sitting there telling what you have right away, but where could they feel pain? If this is a problem. Good question. Yes. So the sacroiliac joint pain will often be in the lower back, often more on one side or the other, depending on which side has been um, injured or uh, decreased function. And um, it can radiate down the leg, but usually not past the knee. So sometimes it's confusing to try to figure out whether it is a disc problem or a sacroiliac problem. It's very hard to distinguish between the two um, by the layperson for sure, and even as a practitioner it can be. But in general, my rule is if somebody's having trouble turning over in bed, um, if their pain is uh, worse during certain movements, um, sciatica, tend, if caused by disc problem, tends to be worse as the day goes on and worse with sitting. So then I would probably, um, and worse at night, so I would probably rule out sacroiliac joint dysfunction. But if people are having turning, uh, if performers are having trouble turning over in bed or with certain movements, it might make me think that maybe it's more sacroiliac joint dysfunction rather than a disc problem. Um, also, direct pressure on the sacroiliac joint, which is more to the side than the discs. Um, it, it, during an exam, if they're lying on their stomach, I would check the joints directly with some pressure. And if there was direct pain on one of those joints, it's usually one side versus the other, then I, it would lead me to think maybe it is a sacroiliac joint problem. And in that case, um, there's a few different ways to treat that. Uh, we treat that either with adjustments, uh, which are spinal manipulation, but we like to call them adjustments. Mm -hmm. And they can be very gentle. They don't have to be very strong. 
Um, or sometimes they can be strong if, if, if there's a real, if it's a real locked up joint and somebody has been to a chiropractor, then they sometimes respond to, uh, a more forceful type of, of, uh, adjustment, or sometimes it can be extremely gentle where we just use wedges. And if something is, um, if a joint is hypermobile, we might want to use a sacroiliac belt or a trochanter belt. Um, but that's, I find that less likely than the other. It's usually more of a lockup kind of problem where the joint itself is locking up. Uh, there's not a lot of movement in a normal joint, but um, when somebody's very athletic or a performer, that can change over time for sure, especially if what they're doing is more one-sided. There's a lot of dominance in certain performer um, type of activities. There's a, a dominance to one side, a lot of turns to one side. Right, right. Then we can see a lot of different, um, you know, one-sided problems that, that will lock up the joint. If there's a direct injury, then we might want to have a physical therapist, do some maybe ultrasound or something into the joint, um, or and certain uh, exercises that we would want um, to rehab the joint. So there's a lot of different ways to address Yes. This, a lot of different ways. I love that. It's just many ways to eat a Reese's. And for any of these, of you performers who are listening going, oh my gosh, and she's talking about a belt and all these things. That's the point. That's where the medical professional comes in to help you out. There's multiple people you can go to. Going to a chiropractor, Jamie would be an excellent person for this. I mean, you literally have a pamphlet specifically on sacroiliac joint pain, which is, you guys, 100% the reason why I was like, we're talking about this, especially because you have a pamphlet on it. Clearly, you're seeing this pretty often, right? Yes, I do see it pretty often, uh, although it's usually more common that pain is coming from the lumbar joints, but I think it's often missed when it's coming from the sacroiliac joints. So if somebody's not getting better and they've been treated elsewhere, they might want a second opinion with it, somebody like myself yeah. um, who can identify if it's more coming from the pelvis area, which is easily fixable many times. Yeah. Um, and where it's often been diagnosed as just coming from the lumbar spine when it's actually coming from the sacroiliac joint, the pain. And, and often patient, patients or, or performers will pay, uh, point right to, it hurts right to that spot directly on the sacroiliac joint, which we call the SI joint for short. Mm -hmm. And they'll point right to those ligaments. And so often we, you know, that's also a pretty good indicator where they, they're not pointing in the middle of their back. They're pointing a little bit, um, they're not pointing right to their lower lumbar spine. They're pointing to the left or to the right and maybe a little bit lower than their hip line, that's a pretty good indicator as as well. Yeah. Um, and then we want to look at the psoas also, oftentimes with the sacroiliac joint, which is the hip flexor muscle for the layperson. A lot of performers also know that that name, though. And we also want to take a look at the piriformis, which is a, a butt muscle um, that can often be a factor with sacroiliac joint pain. So we want to work those muscles as well and um, check them for trigger points or knots, um, tightness, and evaluate th those areas to see if they need to be fixed um, as well. So we, I try to look at the entire area, uh, not just the joint, mm -hmm. and work all around the entire joint uh, and relieve that and see if uh, we can just restore the motion or if it's too mobile, then we might want to address the hypermobility. So it's a, it's a lot to think about and look at and evaluate. 
Uh, if somebody's struggling, it can be very painful. It can be just as painful as a disc problem, sciatica problem, and it can take a while to heal. But sometimes it doesn't. If it just happens, you want to get evaluated quickly. Um, I find the longer that they let it go, the longer it can often take to uh, restore the mobility, or especially if it's hypermobile, it take it can take a very long time to stabilize. But if it's addressed pretty quickly, then it often really only takes a couple of sessions. So that's the good news. Um, would you agree with that? I, yeah, absolutely. I, I could not agree more. And what you're getting into is the chronicity where you could, if you are not addressing it right away, which I know as a performer, it's hard to do that. You want to just shake it off and keep going. I'm a performer as well myself. And I totally a hundred percent relate with that thought process, but really the pain will be more long-term the more you ignore it in that area. You are bringing up something really great, Jamie, where you were talking about the muscles. You were saying psoas, which of course, yeah, a lot of performers know what that is. If you do not know, do not beat yourself up on that. And same with the piriformis. Don't worry about how you spell it exactly, but I recommend you look these up. Of course, when you see us, we educate you, we show you what we're talking about. But for you to just know more about your body is always helpful. The psoas, or actually if I would say the whole muscle group together, these two muscles, the iliopsoas is a muscle that very commonly, if you're having low back pain or a sacroiliac joint pain, it gets affected because of where it attaches, what bones it attaches to. So for you to just even be aware of that and for you to understand that when you are being treated by a medical professional, it will honestly help you get better. Knowledge of what's going on helps your body get better. It's a, a, it's a real thing. There's a lot of research on this where the pathways of understanding can honestly aid in you getting back on stage faster, which really at the end of the day is what we're about because we don't want to stop performing. And we also want to have long careers. I feel like we have a lot more stuff going on medically that we know that can help enable that for you, the performer. So what would you, so you're saying when, what are signs uh, and symptoms that you would recommend they go see someone, either a chiropractor or a physical therapist or somebody who would have that education? What, where would you, where would be a point where you would say, actually, I would recommend you see a professional about this? I would say that anybody who has lower back pain or pain radiating into their leg beyond a couple of days, like three to four days, should absolutely be evaluated. If you, most performers know that they're going to ice at the end of the day if they have some pain um, in general. Ice, heat, whatever they've been doing. Um, if it's an acute injury, we usually say ice and they, they just happened and it came on. Um, if you hear any kind of pop or any black and blue, then I would say immediately you come in. You, you do not wait on that. That you immediately want to see somebody. Um, but beyond any um, achy pain that's, that you can deal with in one or two days with ice or heat, beyond that, or three days about that, I would say you should really go in and see a professional, especially if there's any black and blue or, or your body has made a sound you've never heard, a pop. Or um, turning over in bed is a big one with the sacroiliac joint dysfunction. Um, or getting up from a chair. I find that if somebody is having trouble getting out of a chair, 
uh, they have to go very slowly or turning over in particular at night. That's a pretty good indicator to me that there's some sacroiliac joint dysfunction that should be evaluated. It doesn't mean there's not even other things going on. Maybe they do have some lumbar or thoracic oh, yeah. in, involvement. Nobody's black and white. Nobody's just one specific picture. Oh, yes. 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 But if somebody's telling me they're having trouble turning over, that is a pretty good to me, an indicator that their sacroiliac joint is not accommodating when they're moving. There should be some what we call accommodation. I hope I'm not speaking into, I'm, I think that this makes sense to Just the average making, person. Making up, like there should be up an alternate way to do something in order to avoid the pain. Yes. Mm -hmm. So while the, the joint has a certain degree of movement that is normal, mm -hmm. so it should be doing that when you turn and make turns. And if it's unable to do that in a comfortable way, then that's a pretty good indicator to to me that there's some kind of sacroiliac joint dysfunction. And again, we call it SI joint dysfunction. So you'll hear practitioners say SI joint. And we have patients that come in and they say, my SI joint, my SI joint. So if you hear that, then you know um, we're talking about the same thing, sacroiliac joint. Yes. And what's the question? Oh, yes, I have a question. Um, from a performer standpoint, what if you have it for three days and it stops, but then it happens again the next week? And it happens, like, would that be a reason to come in to see a medical professional? Great question. Of course. If it's reoccurring, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if you are having episodes, periodic, people often, I find patients, performers, not just and the regular and the general public, they sort of get discouraged. Oh, it went away, it came back. Oh, it went away, it came back. But they didn't see anybody. So in general, we can guide you. If that kind of thing happens, a professional like a chiropractor or physical therapist or both sometimes, we do work together mm -hmm. and we don't do all the same things. And um, in general, we can guide you as to why this might be reoccurring. And uh, I tend to, and it's, I think Jenna does as well, um, talk about your lifestyle, what you're doing, what you're lifting. I mean, I tend to really dig into the person's whole entire lifestyle and what are they carrying on? How are they sleeping? And do you, oftentimes I tell people to put a pillow between their knees. It can be sometimes that just doing that is extremely helpful with sacroiliac joint pain. And if we can, um, if there's a, if it keeps reoccurring, I like to try to change the thinking around as, well, it does go away. So you have to remember that. It does go away. And if it goes away, that means you can be better. You probably just need a professional to make some corrections, and then it will stay for longer and longer periods of time and correct itself. And then it also depends on what you're doing as a performer. If, uh, you know, if you're traveling or if um, what kind of stage you're on, so things may come and go. And if you have somebody that's on your side that you can really trust and, and can really know your body, you're going to be ahead of the game with the other performers um, who don't really do anything and just try to push through it. That's not really the way to do it. Right, right. right. So that's, that. that's my perspective. I love it. Well, it's... You know, it's a very valuable perspective. Thank you so much for coming on, Jamie. I would love to know, and I'm sure the listeners would love to know at this point, where can they find you? How can they find you on social media? Where they, can they find you in New York? Please tell. So my office is at 2121 Broadway, Suite 401A. And that is uh, where the Steps Dance Studio is, as many people know. I'm in between two 
dance studios on the fourth floor. And I'm always surprised when somebody comes in and from Steps or another dance studio and says, well, I didn't know you were there. I was one of them. Yes. And I, <laughs> I've been here 20 years. So I've been working on dancers and performers for 20 years, musicians, and I love all my performers. And um, it's uh, really rewarding to, I very rarely tell somebody to stop performing or stop dancing or stop. It's a real rarity because I understand that you can't really do that often. And so um, I understand that what performers need in terms of uh, recovery and how to they have to get right back to it. Um, so it's 2121 Broadway between 74th and 75th above the Fairway Market. The name of the office is Upper West Side Chiropractic. It's, it's very easy to find on Google. I do have an Instagram page that's called Dance Cairo Upper West Side. So that's Dance C-H-I-R-O U-W-S. And then I have a Facebook page under Upper West Side Chiropractic. And my name is Dr. Jamie Blau, B-L-A-U. So this has been so much fun. This has been great. This this has really been fun for me. I've, I've never really done anything like this, so this was like a first. So I hope I did okay. I hope it was clear. Oh God, and this was, this was a lot of fun. And I'm so happy to have met this wonderful practitioner, Jenna. Yes. Jenna, Dr. Jenna. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. 